Hey, Explorers. Thanks for tuning in to Eat, Drink, Explore podcast. My name's Day. And I'm Phil. We are foodies on a mission. Our goal is to help you expand your culinary knowledge. Join us on our journey of cuisine awareness. We release episodes every Wednesday and have bonus content available on our Patreon. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please take a moment and visit our Patreon page. Patreon members receive discounts on our merch, discounted tickets to our monthly supper clubs, and bonus podcast content. Please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now let's get started. Yes, I'm Kenny Richards. I'm the founder uh, and uh, you know, CEO over here at Halyard Brewing Company. Uh, I started Halyard about almost four years ago. Um, and the way... The way I started it, and it's kind of a circuitous story, but I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one, is I was in grad school at UNC Chapel Hill studying religion, religious studies. Um, and surprisingly, there's a lot of uh, brewers in the state of Vermont who all have like religion and philosophy degrees. You should look it up. <laughs> a friend of mine wrote an article about it. There's a lot of us. <laughs> so, um, from, like some major companies. Um, and I... Uh, well, I, I really studied like the First Amendment, the history of the U.S., um, and a lot of like philosophy and anthropology aspects of, of American culture. And while studying and doing my research, I came across uh, in grad school this mention of alcoholic ginger beer and some his- history that I was doing. And I was like, oh, cool, what is this thing? And uh, as someone who's like always fermenting, always, you know, ha- I have like multiple sourdough starters and pickling and I'm curing meats and always, you know, doing things in the kitchen. I was like, oh, cool, I want to I try to make this and rediscover what this alcoholic ginger beer is. And it kind of led me down this really cool rabbit hole where um, prior to prohibition, ginger beer, uh, all ginger beer was alcoholic, right? And which is why ginger beer is called ginger beer. <laughs> um, it was first brewed by the English during the colonial spice trade and became really, really popular in the colonies and in, in the U.S. really up until Prohibition. And there's some like some really f- uh, famous cocktails based around uh, ginger beer we can talk about a little bit too that are cool that go back to that, that era. Um, but Prohibition shut it down and it survived as a soda. So I was just really fascinated with this history and started um, trying to figure out how to brew an alcoholic ginger beer and um, speaking to some, some different friends and doing some of my own research and a lot of trial and error. Um, like, for example, a friend of my family is from Jamaica, and he, he told me that um, growing up, they would ferment sugar and ginger and water in a bowl on their table. And when it got to a certain effervescence, they would just dump a bottle of rum in it and drink it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I, yeah, just, I, I want to try now. <laughs> um, and so the method that uh, the method that I ended up coming up with uh, is really similar to a lot of the fermentation um, techniques, really going back to the 1750s in Vermont, um, where we take uh, cane sugar, molasses, fresh ginger, mm. water, uh, and we pitch yeast on it and we ferment like a beer or a cider. Um, so anyway, so I was, I was doing this in grad school and at the same time, I was just becoming more and more, uh, disenfranchised with the academic career path. <laughs> uh, the, and, um, and so my wife who's from Vermont. We just say, well, let's, let's move back to Vermont and, uh, and I'll try to open a brewery in an unknown category and one of the most prestigious beer, beer, <laughs> beer states, you know, <laughs> um, pretty risky. I found a, um, I found a little nano brewery. So it's a, it started hired on a two barrel system. So that's like 60 gallons at a time. Um, and moved to Vermont and opened Halyard and really took this like really interesting uh, leap, right? To 
to try to revitalize this forgotten category, uh, this forgotten beverage and, and U.S. alcohol consumption. Um, and four years later, here we are. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is so freaking cool. That story is kind of bizarre a little bit. And when you said disenfranchised, it really sounded like you were getting like sucked into like the beer world little by little and just like full blown just. <laughs> and then you just took the leap. Yeah. Yeah. That is really neat. Okay. So did your wife think you were like crazy during this process? Oh yeah. No, for sure. There was one period where I converted our entire refrigerator into like a bright tank. Okay. She's like, we, she's like, we need to eat. As <laughs> did you have kids at this time? Um, I did. I had my first Eli. He was my firstborn, Eli. He was like one. Okay. During that first period. So. Okay. That's like a lot of one-year-old and like <laughs> brewing beer all the time. That's like, that's oh, a I have some, I have some really, I have some really great photos of Halliard <laughs> with just like baby in one hand, right? From <laughs> I have some photos with me working the bar and there's like a super bit, it's really crowded. And then like behind the bar, two kids watching, um, you know, watching Dora or something. Right. So okay, that's, that's how it goes. That's awesome. We can relate to that. We did like a trade show because for um, one of the things that we're trying to start, well, we tried to start out here on the North Shore and yeah, burrito was like attached to us the whole time, either as a, ba a human backpack, a baby backpack, or like in front of us, you know, you oh, kind of just throwing up all over or throwing up all over Phil during a pitch we were doing one time. It's just like, you just make oh, it work. Yeah. Yes. It, was, yeah. it was awesome. <laughs> but I feel like those stories are like the colorfulness of life. They just like add to it and they make it much much more memorable like we'll never forget that pitch we did because right. Phil was listening <laughs> and the baby was screaming as they were walking out. I was, I, yeah, was I was like on stage like freaking freaking out sweating trying to get this pitch out of my son's like screaming and you're like oh my god he threw up on me. Well, he, had <laughs> oh, he threw yeah. up on me he peed on me and he pooped on me. I, I mean like, why, like, why not right? Like, that's a really beautiful visual though so he's really been there since the beginning <laughs> with you guys yeah for the process for sure yeah for sure. so you mentioned 1750s those are the practices that you were really trying to emulate and um bring and resurrect something that really had laid dormant for some time we don't know many people who, not a ton who ginger beer let alone like you know, make that what they do. Do you think that's an asset for you or is it something that's kind of held you back a little bit? It's definitely hard to be one of the first in, um, you know, to introduce a beverage to somebody, right? Um, and there's a lot of education involved, right? A lot of telling people who we are, what, they're like, what are you trying to sell me? Um, what are you trying to get me to drink? Uh, one of the, for example, one of the things that, you know, working festivals and um, tasting events and stuff like that is I, and this is also like New England mentality I'm learning, but we get like a lot of like, oh wow, this is actually really good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, thank you, skeptic, you know, <laughs> dubious one. <laughs> and that's after they ask you, like, pick your brain for 10 minutes. I'm like, what am I about to drink? What's in here? Yeah. Like, how did this, like, how was this made? And it's like, just try the damn thing, you'll yeah. like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And there's only a few of us out there. Um, uh, you know, there's ginger libation, which is really great. Um, they're out of Amherst. Um, Bantam Cider does a ginger beer, which is pretty good. Um, there's a company in Asheville, North Carolina, a uh, company in Alabama doing it. And there's a new one that just opened in San Francisco. And I think that's kind of it. 
Um, That's crazy. And, <laughs> yeah, and so like, but you know what's cool about it is that as as one of the first to market with this, really, it's I get to set the bar for a lot of folks, right? Like, this is what I think ginger beer should taste like. Um, this is what I want to define it as, and um, and and I can I can draw the line. You know, I can I can say this is a certain level of quality and style defining that I get to do. Right. And then it's fun to see how others do it as well. Um, you know, important for me is like whole ingredients, right? Well-sourced, uh, you know, our ginger is organic and fair trade, reducing fresh ginger um, in the process, American grown sugar, um, and, and also I don't really like, our ginger beers are really dry and that's important to me. Right, the sodas can be like cloyingly sweet with like upwards of like 40 to 50 grams of sugar in a 12 ounce serving, <laughs> right? And our Nicole's extra Caribbean style has three grams of sugar. So I, I think dry is, is also something that I'm really trying to push is, is important to what ginger beer is. I think that's great because something I did notice is, I mean, I wasn't like pair, like trying to do a specific food pairing, but because you guys went that route, I felt like I could taste my food more. It was yeah, nice I'm, to drink along with something else. It wasn't like overpower. Yeah, I didn't feel like its yeah. own meal. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I want to be able to like enjoy what I'm drinking and then eat something else with it too. So that was that was that was really really nice and it almost is kind of like refreshing. Um, I mean, we definitely just like drank our four pack that you had to us like very quickly. Um, I wouldn't say one right after the other, but like pretty quickly. And I, was in it yeah, yeah. I regret I regret like not. Um, I I wonder what it would have been like to pack it and take it to the beach or to the park and put ice over it Do you know, like it felt like a more like a special kind of beverage like a, I don't know I don't know why but I was just thinking to myself like this this deserves more I shouldn't be in my living room just like drinking it even though even though you can it just felt like something I've never had before something different you know something like you want to share with somebody else yeah thank you it's really nice poured over ice with a squeeze of lime fresh lime Ooh, it's like a really nice little drink yeah yeah I should have tried that so um we were talking about people like question what you do and like why ginger beer what do you feel are some of like the misnomers about ginger beer or like some of like the concerns people have about it yeah that's great one of them is uh going back to the sweetness right um people having to yeah the, and it goes back to your question of like what's really hard about this right it's it's not a soda but when people have come to think ginger beer they think of soda yeah. So part of what we're doing is no ginger beer is an alcoholic beverage um, and I try not to confuse people about that. Um, so one of the, one of the confusion points is that it's not a soda. It's an alcoholic beverage. It's naturally fermented. It's not going to taste like a soda because um, sugar and ginger act really interestingly together. Like sugar really brings out a lot of flavors that in ginger people think is ginger flavored, like the ginger candy kind of like um, rich spice uh, sugar really elevates that. Whereas opposed, if you've ever just like bitten into a root of ginger, it's a very different flavor than mm -hmm. eating like candy ginger. And, and so I think sometimes when people, they drink sodas, they're really getting that like candy ginger flavor. Where in, in Hired, we're really trying to push like that fresh ginger. Um, all right, it's, it's, it's drier, it's a little spicier. Um, it has like a, a brighter, uh, more floral flavor to it. Um, then the sort of this reach, those like rich, um, deep flavors you get from like a candy ginger. Um, yeah, I would say that's like the biggest one as far as, as, as the confusion and, and educating people on the product. Does it frustrate you that you have a, like a brand label that like 
you you have you feel like you have to educate people sometimes or is it kind of a, an exciting turf is it like this is kind of cool i get to be yeah yeah um <laughs> i like a lot of questions it depends on like on on how often you know like if i'm at a at a tasting event or a festival or something and i have to repeat myself 500 times i'm like okay <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if i could spread it out i love telling the story i love talking about it yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to talk about the the fermentation and as well because we really are are trying to do this as a um, or are doing it as a craft fermented beverage right we're um, we experiment with different yeasts we ex we've done barrel aged ginger beers right we're like really trying to explore the category and explore what it means to make ginger beer um we you know like like beer is is a it's a simple malt hops water yeast right and then you can make everything from stouts to to saisons and and kolsches right but for and, and in ginger beer it's it's sugar molasses ginger and water and yeast but we can take that and we, we've done dark ginger beers we have light fruited ones we've uh you know barrel aged we haven't soured yet but it maybe we'll come down the road. <laughs> uh, we haven't done any, you know, wild fermentations. But um, but yeah, so we can really take something and explore it, and it offers up an incredible amount of opportunity to us, which has been really exciting to you know to play with. As a brewer, is do you find it more fun to um, to like brew favorites for people, or are you, are you more like I, I love the you love the innovative side and creating thing, new things to bring into the tap room? Innovation helps keep us, uh, helps keep me on my toes and excited, right? Um, but innovation doesn't necessarily mean creating a new brew every single time, right? Like fermentation is an uh, imperfect science and there's a lot of art and touch and human sense involved in it. And so constantly uh, tweaking what we already do to make it better. So little teeny innovations, right? On a product that we can slowly change over time to, to really reach towards uh, the perfection. Um, is just as fun, if not like, um, and challenging as trying to bring a whole, a whole new style to, to the market. You use a lot of uh, organic and fair trade ingredients and like how you were just talking about, you know, you do a couple of different um, flavorings and stuff but it, you still always keep it gluten-free is that done like consciously or just like the way you brew that's just like naturally how it comes out yeah yeah great question that's really a byproduct of the historical recipes we're reviving right our fermentables are sugar and molasses there's no there's no gluten anywhere in the recipes so just by that's like cider is gluten-free right um Ginger beer is gluten-free because we're not using malt in our fermentation. Is that, do you find that a lot of people find your brand or um, your company because of that? Is that like an ad sell for a lot of people or is it? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, you know, I have some, some friends who are just like, because there's a couple of gluten-free beers out there. They're getting better, right? <laughs> um, and cider and the, and the seltzer madness and the kind of exploding RTD <laughs> industry has, um, has really provided a lot of opportunities for gluten-free folks to have like a yummy carbonated beverage. Um, but because our ginger beers are naturally fermented, they, you do get that, uh, the qualities that yeast bring to a beer that kind of create that, uh, quaffable, <laughs> you know, loving, loving flavor profile. Um, so yeah, we absolutely 
connect with a lot of people who are gluten free. So it sounded like this whole thing started with basically just you and your wife. Um, how four four years later, like how large is your team and how involved in like the brew process and like innovation process are you like? How much of a hand do you have in that? Yeah, I. Um, that's a good, one of the sad parts is that I'm not as I'm not touching tanks as much or really hardly at all these days. Um, I am involved intimately with recipe um, and process review, um, but I'm not touching tanks these days. Um, I'm hoping to, unless we're like doing something new, then I'm, you know, I have to be present there. Right. We, we still have our Nanner Brewery in South Burlington. So the way we, we make our products, is we've partnered with a really cool company called Single Cut. And they're uh, a brewery, a New York City brewery. And they have a facility in Clifton Park, which is not, it's about two hours from where we are in Burlington. Okay. Um, and so we've partnered with them and they brew our, our canned product for us. Um, and they're a really great team. They have this, uh, they're really smart. They're excellent brewers. They're great to work with. And so to have like a team of super successful and skilled brewers to, to help um, take what is this concept, right? And that we brewed on small, on small batches and really bring it <laughs> Into uh, like large volume, yeah. All right, something that really intrigued me was when I was online. You had dump. Do you have dumplings in your tasting room? Like, how does that work? Do you guys make your dumplings yourself? Is there a locally local partner that you have that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it, I, I, in reflection about this, I, I think I have this like nascent fantasy to run a cocktail bar that serves that serves like amazing dumplings all the time because <laughs> that's what I want to go do. <laughs> <laughs> as a consumer <laughs> um, no there's a really awesome uh, tibetan food um uh company here called sherpa foods uh nirbu uh and his family they make amazing tibetan food and their momos are just out like they're incredible mm. and so uh i uh i buy them from him and he brings them to me frozen and we we steam them here in our bamboo steamer for customers. That's awesome. Nice. Oh yeah, I love that. But that's a great pairing together. That's a really great pairing. Yeah, it's different. That's what I love about your brewery is like, it's so, it's not like you get, you go to a brewery, you go to a brewery. It's like, you know what I'm saying? You start to notice a lot of similarities and yours just like shakes things up. It's just, it's fun. It's, you know. It's maybe, different. Right, right. Maybe you have pretzels, but like that's not like on your plate. <laughs> you know, you just get so sick and tired of seeing the same thing all the time. It's nice to experience a multitude of different things. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun doing pop-ups. A friend of mine um, will come in and do vegan dumplings sometimes. Dumpling, dumpling dude is what he calls himself. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Maria comes in and does food from the Dominican Republic, and that's been really fascinating. I mean, that's been delicious. <laughs> um, fascinating. It's been absolutely delicious. Um, my friend Amanda has come in and done like really like uh, like sushi and some poke bowls, and so we we have a lot of fun bringing because it's a really small space here, so we kind of have to bring in different chefs and do pop ups. Um, we also have, we also have a full cocktail bar here because ginger beer is such a great cocktail ingredient. Do you get a different person when you include cocktails in at your brewery, at your brewery in your tap room, or do you feel like it's like the same people that just are not trying? trying different yeah, things. yeah. We we don't get a lot of the haze bros, <laughs> which I which I'm fine with, you know. <laughs> I was gonna say that's probably not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that there's anything. If that answers that question. <laughs> Well, that's really cool. I did see that online as well. And that I feel like 
ginger for me, I'm from West Africa. My family's originally from like Ivory Coast and Liberia. And I mean, ginger, ginger beer, ginger products are like, like, Cross like multicultural, they, it goes all over. It's a lot bigger than people realize. It. I mean, it's everywhere. It's like as an everywhere. Yeah, and it can be a, and it's a staple in so many different cultures. Um, so I feel like you're doing something that everybody can really connect to with certain beers, stouts, sours, whatever. They might have their certain roots that didn't make it somewhere, but like ginger is like kind of like a world <laughs> worldwide phenomenon kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, I would I would really love to like dig in deeper and see how, because I'm sure it's being fermented all over the place, mm. right? And I would love to learn more about um, how it's being fermented because ginger is this um, subtropic tropical plant that, that like you said, grows all the way around the world. And I would love to know how other people um, in different places and different cultures are, are fermenting ginger differently. Yeah. That would be really fascinating. I mean, for, in my culture, I, I know there is, an, I don't know how the process by any means, but there is an alcoholic byproduct version and there's definitely a soda version that you'd like give to your kids. It also has like healing properties and remedies and even for like beauty aspects. I mean, too. that's so why people drink ginger ale when they're sick. It's like the one yeah. thing because ginger like has that. Yeah. So it's, it's it. I, like when you were mentioning the different um foods that you have come in it's like of course like you're a genius they would pair with so it pairs with so many different things it's like going on like a world food tour when hanging out with what you're doing because you're you're so like it goes across cultures and people can connect with it and, and you bring up the health aspect uh ginger is super good for you um it uh, does have a lot of like whether it's like settling your stomach or um right it like we even did some research when covid broke out like ginger does have some a lot of like antiviral um aspects to it right like you should drink ginger when you have the flu for example yeah um and for us like it's a really fine line we don't i'm not like i don't want to we're not selling our products healthy as like a, a, a remedy or anything and actually it's not a girl you sure about that <laughs> yeah no i'm very sure the, uh, you want some snake oil <laughs> but the uh the federal government is uh very clear that alcoholic beverages cannot make health claims and i think that's um i think that's a pretty smart claim i think it's a pretty smart law actually you know um yeah it's it's no uh, too. you know there's like some shady people out there they'll be like Drink my beer, like you'll never die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you. It's, thank God they wrote yeah, that down. Yeah, like sometimes you need certain laws to be like common sense, but written down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so on a slightly more serious note, so obviously you just mentioned COVID. COVID is changing the way virtually everybody does business. Um, I mean, even you know people are getting like Zoom called out. Like people are kind of done <laughs> like with this shit yeah, and yeah. like everything so did you did COVID affect your business in any way like is you know maybe more online sales or like anything like that and is there anything that you feel that like came up during COVID that you're like this is a business practice I now want to incorporate that I maybe wouldn't have thought of beforehand yeah thank you that's a really great question you know I think that COVID the COVID experience um, has really highlighted certain areas of our lives that we want to keep and certain areas of our lives that we want to shed, right? Like yeah. being able, uh, for one, on a personal level, 
getting to stay home and have dinner with the family every night. It's, it's amazing, right? Having sitting down for breakfast every day and, and really getting that extended time, kind of putting, hitting the brakes on the madness of running a business was really a refreshing experience, even though like there's an immense amount of anxiety and fear involved uh, outside of our little home bubble, right? Um, the I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel that. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm alone there. <laughs> uh, maybe there's some introverts who are like, I get to game all the time, you know. <laughs> yes. Never see people. Right. This is my this is great. From a business perspective, I mean, we we haven't been able to sell to bars, right? Which has definitely affected our business, bars and restaurants. Um, but on the same hand, uh, our our off-premise, you know, our, our through retail sales are, are, are up right now and growing, um, which is really exciting. Uh, it's, it's changed the way we have to do business. Like, I can't go and just sample somebody. We can't walk into stores and introduce them to our product. Um, we can't, we don't get to go. We've kind of done with beer festivals. They become something else than what they started off as. But there are a lot of, like, really cool smaller events that we like to attend. Um, whether they're based around community farms or um, or 5Ks or whatever, right? Like things that we, we we feel we get to have really meaningful interactions with people with. Those don't exist anymore. Um, and so a lot of how we're able to introduce people to our product has changed, which means we have to rely upon our wholesalers even more. And it means we have to rely upon shelf presence um, to introduce the brand because you can only yell so loud on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Sure. And that's that's an interesting challenge, um, but we're also enthusiastic because we are seeing growth there, which means that the product is standing on its own, uh, which which makes us feel really good because it knows that we're doing something right on that level. So, I mean, going forward, is there anything that you're going to do more? Do you think you'll try and be and have more shelf presence, or are you guys kind of happy with where it's at right now and just building upon it? No, we're 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 growing like crazy. We, um, we recently partnered with a really cool company called Brew Pipeline. And what they do is they're taking our ginger beer to all 48 states. Wow. Oh, wow. That's insane. Lower 48 states over the next uh, probably year or two. Wow. That's COVID, awesome. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but it's incredibly challenging. As, as you would imagine, if you are a wholesaler or even a, a store buyer, you're not really interested in bringing in new products right now just because of so much volatility. Mm -hmm. um, and so this, we're, we're really targeting and being careful about where we're growing and where we're selling to um, and, and looking forward to sort of like building our roots now so that post-COVID we're going to really see that, that, that uh, big exposure. All right, so this might be a tough question. Um, it's like kind of like picking your between your two kids. <laughs> but do you have like a favorite um, like brew batch or whatever that you've created before? Is there one that really stands out to you? I can't get enough of the breeze right now. <laughs> our hibiscus, our hibiscus and lime. Yeah. Um, I had to like cut myself off because we were selling out of it. <laughs> and unless you're gonna buy it, like you can't just take it home. <laughs> Right. <laughs> You're like I can't drink my own supply, like all of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, I really, I, I really like how that product has come out. Um, 
I really love our, you can't, it doesn't, we don't distribute it, but it's called our Gypsy Moth. And this is our like super spicy, strong ginger beer. We put about a pound of ginger per gallon. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 8% alcohol. Wow. We ferment it with a French uh, white wine yeast at a little colder temperatures. So it has a, um, it's a little more nuanced in its fermentation profile. Uh, and it's, it's just this really yummy, spicy, effervescent ginger beer. That's incredibly expensive to make. Um, <laughs> I have a bottle around here right now. I don't. Um, that's uh, really wonderful. <laughs> it's exclusive to the tap room. Like, you, do you guys have it on tap right now, or uh, it's available? It on tap and we have bottles available. Yeah, at the tap room. That's awesome. That sounds like a, a drink worth driving for right there. <laughs> that that sounds like your cup of tea. Yeah, well, sounds, your cup well, of. It sounds kind of like intimidating, but like I can do it. Like, like yeah. I can, like I can do this. Like, let's yeah. try. Well, it's it's drinkable still. We put it in a swing top bottle because sometimes people just want to pour like a little bit at a time. Oh, well, it's effortless. That's thoughtful. Yeah. Ooh, that's thoughtful. Well, when you're in Burlington, you can swing by the tap room then. Hell yeah, yeah. We're making. Mm -hmm. We're already making plans. We're actually looking. Do you guys? Do you guys want food in your tap room? Like outside food in your tap room? Um. We had our first, we opened for the first time last weekend. Okay. Since COVID. So we're still working out the kinks of food. We, I think we might open up for dumpling sales this weekend. Okay. Our, our first, on Saturday, was, it went really well. Um, people were safe and we were wearing masks and the bartender felt safe. And um, so we feel like we can keep doing it. Good. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I mean, as long as there's dumpling, that's good. <laughs> that's like good enough for me. All right, so I know we've taken up a ton of your time, so I just ha we have a few rapid-fire questions we'd love to ask you, and hopefully these questions allow us to learn more about you and then get some more things to take note of. Do you want to start the first one? Sure. <laughs> um, so the go-to restaurant in Vermont for you? Oh, Tiny Tide. Tiny Tide? And Winooski. Yeah. Mm, right you right now, yeah, 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 right are you asking me? Are you asking for yourselves? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> for, for your podcast. This is actually I where mean... we like secretly pick the grain, but like we pretend it's like kind of what we do. It's multi-person, like multi, like other people use it, right? Like we, we're using this, and this is a good tip. I mean, we're not the only people that travel yeah. to the mall now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so do you have any hobbies besides this? Like, are we going to find out that you're like a pro, low-key pro skateboarder or something on the side? Like, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> uh, I've surfed a lot in my life. Okay, certainly. Yeah, I, I was a competitive surfer for a while. Uh, not, a lot of, like, not, a lot of, not a lot of waves in Vermont, so. Like on the circuit, like competitive? No, not pro. Um, college and amateur. Nice. And then, um, but not a lot of surfing in Vermont. No, so <laughs> no, I, not I go to Maine every now and then. Uh, I like to rock climb. Okay. I like, I love cooking. Yep. Yeah. I love D and D. Nice. What's that? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, um, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Day I'll explain. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'll explain later. Okay, yeah. Teach me everything. <laughs> is that what? So the surfing inspiration, like, is that the inspiration behind the logo with the fishtail? I kind of wanted to. I was curious. Oh, about so halyard is the name of a rope used to raise or lowers a lower a sail on a sailboat. Um, I also sail, I like to sail. Um, and, uh, but it, it's connected one to the history of ginger beer is coming out of the spice trade, right? Um, I also feel like a halyard is a really wonderful 
metaphor for like starting a business. Like, you have to like work really hard to lift the sail and go through the boat. It's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, go to snack food. Like if you're sitting there, I, I know you said you don't really brew batches, but like if you have to like sit there for eight hours and brew a batch, what's your go-to snack you have on hand? Um, I love potato chips. Okay. Like healthy, <sighs> like, like Cape Cod, I mean, I don't know if Cape Cod's healthy, but like Cape Cod, do you have a, Cape Cod's have a, healthy. Do you have a brand preference? I've <laughs> always had Cape Cod. I love the, I love the kettle brand, the ruffle cut salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like boiled peanuts. Have you ever had boiled peanuts? Okay. Yep. Yum. In the South. Um, and I love popcorn with nutritional yeast on it. I've never tried that. What? Yeah, hippie, hippie crack popcorn. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. <laughs> that works. All right, so Whole Foods or Trader Joe's, if you had to pick one? Oh. <laughs> they're, they're both wonderful customers of higher brain <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So last one, unless you have another one you want to ask. Last one. Little known fact about your tap room. What's something people would be surprised about? Little known fact about our tap room. Oh, that is a tough one. We normally don't stump people on uh, rapid fire. Rapid fire, it's tough. I, um, I, we're really bad at rapid fire. Remember when we tried? <laughs> it didn't go very well. I did. I'm not providing a rapid response. I'm thinking That's okay. Back, right? I have to think quickly. Um, <laughs> have your kids had any like, um, like moments in the tap room that have been kind of like, oh, interesting. This happened here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, cool. <laughs> There's been like, Full breakdowns where my Naya, my youngest, she's three, where like I'm, I'm holding her in my arm and she's like pouring the draft. Because <laughs> if she's not allowed to move the draft handles, she's going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a family affair. Here. I love it. She's going to have really nice, like good tennis arm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's going to be like a beast as a tennis court. That's really funny because I was going to ask him like, have they ever like gotten into the beer or gotten into like the vats or whatever? But like that's almost just as good. That's really good. Yeah. We have, we have really nice ice cubes at our tap room. Ooh. Ice cubes. I threw down on a very nice ice machine a couple of years ago that makes the like one inch square clear cubes that like cocktail bars have. Ooh, fancy. That's a good investment piece. All right. Little known fact. We have I like it. I, I like, like it. that. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Come to the ice cube, stay for the beer. Stay for the beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> yeah. logo. You, you can pay us later. There you go. <laughs> or slogan. 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 Yeah. Logo. Slogan. Don't Don't yeah. Ignore logo. me. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Kenny, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to, talk to us. We really appreciate your time. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, we, we drank your beer. It was all of it, all four of them, the different flavors we had were amazing. Um, but also, like I said, it's one of those things that you just like have to share with other people. I just keep finding myself like telling other people about it. Like, did you know? Like, have you heard? <laughs> it's like this, this fun experience. Yeah, yeah. spreading the word, going back. To I know. It's like, you're like turning, a, turning it, me into like a, like I'm following, I feel like I'm following a, not a cult, but like, I feel like I'm part of a something cult, bigger yeah. than myself. Okay, we could be the Halyard cult. That would work. Okay, cool. Well, I co-slide. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm right there.
Um, I was talking to my sister, my family members about it. People were asking us so, so many questions. So it was really fun, really fun talking to you and getting more questions answered. Thank you. Awesome. It's really nice talking to you as well. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk later. Can't wait to visit the tap room. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you too. too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you really enjoy listening to our podcast, take a moment and leave a review. Your reviews make it easier for others to find our podcast and other streaming platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. See you in the next episode. Our intro music is produced by Majid Shana. You can find Majid on Instagram at majgotbeats. That's M-A-J-G-O-T-B-E-A-T-S. Thank you.